Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. Oh, feels good saying that. I am Key Reese. And I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm driving the show because I'm back and I'm in charge. Oh, look, I always give over leadership to you. You've always been, we've always said in this duo, you're the Chris Jenner, I'm the Scott Disick. That is so true. <laughs> Every time we have to like do a deal or like kind of negotiate something, I'm just like, I guess whatever they say, we'll do it. And he's like, no, we're going in with this. We're asking for this. We're doing this. And I was like, yep, yep. I'm a momager. <laughs> I'm a hype girl. And I'm your podcast host at the back in your ears. Former reality TV star Black China has been documenting her transformation and we can't help but think, is this make under part of a bigger celebrity trend? Well, we're going to get into that, but first we've got to do the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. So making headlines today, apparently the White Lotus season three, which we're all such nerds, so we just want to know every little detail that's happening. It's kind of like, it's like a Marvel movie, but very different vibes where we just want to know all the secrets. So allegedly it's heading to Thailand, or at least that's what multiple sources have told Variety, which, you know, they know everyone in the business, they know all the backdoor deals and what's going on. So if they've published this, it seems like it's true. So the first two seasons of the White Lotus were, of course, set in Hawaii and then Italy. Mike White, the creator of the show, had previously said that season three would take place in Asia. Well, he hinted at it, but you yeah. know, this is what he said. And we'll focus on death and Eastern religion and spirituality. So this is the second time that the location of the series has made headlines in the last couple of weeks because Johnny Knoxville, as in the Jackass co-creator of All People, is apparently like really close friends with Mike White. And recently when he was doing an interview with Vulture, he was like, yeah, I'm about to go visit my good friend Mike White because he's filming his new show in Tokyo. And everyone's like... (gasps) And then I think Johnny Knoxville realised what he said and he's like, oh, can we take that out? Is that going in the story? So, you know, Tokyo, Thailand, we're getting closer to the unveiling of that, but White Lotus won't be on our screens until at least the end of next year. Also making news today, in very important headlines, why are you laughing? It's because I'm tearing up already. I'm just laughing because I saw this this morning when I was looking to make sure nothing had broken in the eight hours that I've been asleep. I thought I'm not going to put it on my list because Laura's going to pitch it because she is going to be obsessed. I am the most basic of bitches and I don't even care because on her TV show, Drew Barrymore, can I say the Drew Barrymore TV show is the wild. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah. It is the wildest thing I've ever seen. That woman is doing the most. She wears costumes. 
costume. She crawls across the floor. She throws herself over furniture while she's interviewing people. Like no one has ever gone as hard hosting a TV show as Drew Barrymore has. I saw something on the internet that was like the Drew Barrymore show is like this generation's version of the Tyra Banks show. Yeah. <laughs> but like less problematic. But just it's very soppy and sweet yeah, and more over like the happy, top. Not yeah, so she like- has an emotional breakdown every episode. But this episode it was justified because it has been 25 years, if you can even believe it, since the 1998 movie Ever After, starring Drew Barrymore, came out. Perhaps you would be so kind as to help me find the owner of this rather remarkable shoe. Where did you find that? She is my match in every way. And so to celebrate that, she reunited with her stepsisters from the movie, Melanie Linsky and Megan Dodds, who, of course, played Jacqueline. So that was Melanie Linsky's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, Megan Dodds, who played Marguerite, the most evil of evil stepsisters. So they came back on the show and not only did they reunite and have a beautiful interview, but they put on their original costumes from the movie. (gasps) So Melanie Linsky and Drew Barrymore are on stage sitting in the chairs in normal clothes. Yeah. And then Megan Dodds comes in in her Marguerite outfit. And then Drew Barrymore runs off stage and gets transformed into her full Danielle de (gasps) Barbarac-like outfit. Just breathe. In my sweatpants. <laughs> when I read this story, it set me on a very different path and it changed the course of my life. I can truly look to that moment and say, this is when your life went in this very particular direction. You guys, Megan looks so incredible. The fact that we're told as girls to wait to be rescued in the Cinderella story and that with some imagination, good writing and empowerment, you can say that you can rescue yourself. This movie came out when we were in primary school. I, I was know 10. About you. Oh, I think it was in grade seven because I'm two years older than you. Yeah. And so, but it was my life. It was my religion. And I think I had a similar reaction to, because Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my favorite show, came out around the same time. And that was about a woman being a hero. And I'd never seen (gasps) that before. And this movie, Ever After, which is a play on Cinderella, but kind of rewritten. And she saves herself at the end. I love that scene where she's like walking out and he's like, I came to rescue you. And she's like, I got it. It's fine. And I've watched this movie recently. I watched it like once a year for the last 25 years. Yeah. And it still really holds up. The language is so funny and so wild. Like there's beautiful moments. But like Drew Barrymore is just doing the most. Like that line where she says to Leonardo da Vinci, because it's obviously a fictional story, but there's real life people woven in. And she's talking about not being able to love the prince. And she goes, a fish may love a bird, senor, but where would they live? And I'm like, you know what, Drew Barrymore, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I mean, the other kind of main character from the movie who wasn't there, which I'm really glad because I do have to still, even now in my adult years, cover my eyes sometimes when I'm watching Ever After, and it's because of Angelica Houston. You know, no one scares me like that woman. Yeah. And she plays the evil stepmother, and she's so good in it. She is. She's good at anything evil, though. She just has that real knack for being able to tap into. Well, yeah, you know, she's the one thing that's truly scared me because of the movie that shall not be named. (gasps) What movie is this? Talked about this so the many witches? times. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
I know she's not technically a witch in this, but she is brutally evil when she throws the book in the fire and burns it to yeah. punish her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, now we're just recapping the movie. Obviously, everyone should go watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on Disney+. Plus. So the actual interview hasn't come out yet. So it's just like they've shown all the promo clips. Oh, Drew okay. Barrymore's put heaps of photos. Like they've shared everything. But they're talking about the making of the movie and their relationship and the fact that they live together while filming, just all these kind of beautiful That's backstory. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. And I think that this is why Drew Barrymore is the person that needs to have her own TV show because she yeah. has such a back catalogue of movies that if she didn't do the show, we would never get all of this kind of like behind the scenes yeah, tea and exactly. moments. Yeah, I know. I'm low-key obsessed with her show. Like the other day she had Adam Sandler on, who's obviously her yes. like longtime co-star, yeah. and she had her first like pre-menopause hot flash on the show and Adam was holding Shut her hand up. while it was happening and I was like, this is just amazing cinematic experience. Anyway, Ever After is 25 years old this week. We'll put some photos and the videos up on our Spill Instagram account if anyone else wants to go fangirl over the Ever After 25-year reunion. So this is a story that I've been quietly obsessing over now for the past couple of months, along with a million other people on Instagram. And it's about Angela White. So you might know her as Black China. She's 35 years old. She is a model and the former reality TV star of Rob and China. So she starred opposite Rob Kardashian, her ex, who she shares her six-year-old daughter, Dream, with. So in recent months, she has been undergoing a pretty significant spiritual but also physical transformation. So she's reversed a number of surgeries and procedures, including the removal of her breast implants, silicon from her bottom, and also dissolving filler in her face. And she looks completely different. We'll put up some recent pictures of her on our socials later for you to have a look at. But what makes her story so fascinating is her candidness about it. She's chosen to document it all on her social media and she's received an overwhelming amount of support from her followers, myself included. As y'all know, I've been changing my life and changing my ways. So one of the things that I feel like is going to take me to the next level is obviously taking some of these ass shots out. And by the way, ass shots in the BBL is totally different. And I'm going to tell you why. A BBL is when they use your own fat. Ass shots is silicone. I just want all the ladies out there to know, do not get silicone shots. Because you can get sick, you can die, have complications, and all this other crazy stuff. She's also done a sit-down interview with Forbes Talks where she formally introduced herself as Angela White, which is her birth name, and she wanted to kind of really draw a line in the sand and say, hey, I'm moving on from Black China. I'm still keeping that persona, but it's kind of being pushed to the side because she's gone through somewhat of a rebirth. In the interview, she was talking about her life before becoming Black China and what really influenced her decision to have these surgeries starting out as kind of a health kick, a stint of sobriety, and then actually getting baptized last year and finding her faith. The other headline, which is kind of surrounding her at the moment, her decision to deactivate her OnlyFans account, she confirmed that she did make $2 million across two years. So I think why this has been so interesting, not only for me, but also all of her followers, and even just seeing the types of outlets that are now picking up the story and who she's now giving exclusive interviews to, is because what we've seen play out in real time is someone that has made a lot of money off the way she looks and the certain type of look that she has, deciding to very publicly get made under. And my thought was, is this part of a bigger trend that we're seeing with celebrities and how interesting it is that we have 
a front row seat to what's happening. Yeah, the idea of a celebrity make under is so interesting because for so long it was completely unspoken. No celebrity would talk about getting plastic surgery. I think like going back to like Pamela Anderson in the 90s was the first person who ever said I had a boob job. Yes. But and she was not the only one. Like they were no. all getting different types of plastic surgery, but no one would admit to it. And then in the last few years, you see a few female celebrities dipping their toe in the water by being like, I've had a little bit of Botox, so I've had filler, but no one's kind of owning up to the extensive plastic surgery that we just know a lot of them have had. And so watching Black China document this is so interesting just to see the level that she's changed her body. And I think that there's like a real power in kind of seeing it being stripped away like that. Well, that's what was really fascinating for me watching it because I know the Kardashians, and I'm just using this, them as an example because they kind of are the pinnacle of having work done, right? That's yeah. who people reference as starting the trend for the type of body that even Black China herself achieved through different procedures and surgeries. But, like, I look at them and I think, oh, yeah, they probably had a bit of this, a bit of that, right? But actually seeing and now knowing the amount of work that Black China has had done and now what she looks like having taken that away, it is mind-blowing just to actually gauge or get a true understanding. Like it feels like a tangible representation of how much work people get done. And I just feel like even though I knew that we were getting sold an unattainable version of beauty, Mm. to see it in front of me stripped bare is mind-blowing. Even like the amount of silicone that she's had taken out and like those kind of almost physical reminders of how people at that level of fame completely morph their bodies into, in a way, like kind of this Barbie kind of look that is completely unattainable. And I think that in the case of Black China, look, she is a celebrity or personality that's had quite a drama-filled celebrity kind of rising, like as her star has been rising. You know, she was originally with the rapper Tiger, who she had a son with. Then he went on to date Kylie Jenner. She had a bit of a feud with the family, randomly hooks up with Rob Kardashian. They get together, have a daughter, and then that all kind of falls apart. And people think she hooked up with Rob to get back at Kylie for dating Tiger. Exactly. Took the Kardashians to court very publicly. Like, it's all been happening. (laughs) And on that note, it's so interesting, in the Forbes interview, the interviewer asked her if there was like a specific thing that happened in her life that kind of set her on this big spiritual and physical journey that she's been on. And you could tell what she was getting at, right? But I thought it was so interesting because I looked up the dates and she says that she got baptized on her birthday. Her birthday is the 11th of May. The ruling for that court case with the Kardashians, the one that she sued them for defamation and lost income due to the cancellation of Robin China second season. Yeah. Ultimately, they were found not guilty. That was on the 2nd of May. So the timing I found quite interesting, but I also just thought like this whole move for her has worked. Yeah. On me. I have seen her laid bare, stripped back, and it's working on me. Like I think it is definitely a very telling sign of maybe the types of redemption arcs that we're going to see moving forward because if you think about it, we have a whole generation of females, and I'm talking about females specifically because really I think in this way that is the majority of who it is to a certain extent have made money off looking a certain way. Now that trend of looking that way is out, what else can they do? They have to get rid of it to be able to move forward. Even Black China says in this Forbes interview, you know, she's really focused on now doing movies and TV shows and working on her music. And she's like, I can't 
get cast in the types of roles that I want when I had a body that looked like that. So I just really do feel that we're going to really start to see this make under transformation for a lot of these bigger creators, but also I think celebrities to a certain extent. Yeah, that's interesting. My complicated thoughts around the celebrity make under, and I know a few other celebs are kind of not doing it to the extent that Angela White is. In the case of someone like Courtney Cox, who for years was kind of ridiculed for having too much work done and too many fillers, and recently gave an interview saying that she couldn't tell how different and altered her face looked until she kind of went too far with it. And she's since then had like fillers dissolved and things taken out. And she's kind of documented that a little bit. So it's almost like that kind of make under in a different way of her saying like, this is what I had done. This is what it looks like. And this is what it looks like when it's all removed, which is really interesting. But my complicated thoughts is like, what do I kind of want from this? If it does become like a full trend, this celebrity make under trend, because at the same time, you don't want to demonize the women who have had a lot of work done or kind of really hold them accountable. But then on the other hand, what you're saying is true is that they have made money off it. And the thing in the case of the Kardashians is that other women have then gone and spent hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars to look like them and had their bodies altered to follow the trend that they've monetized. And now there's also the thought that like if the Kardashians did get like a Brazilian butt lift, for example, which is one of the theories out there, and then other women had it, and now they have to get it removed. It's the same idea of like making bodies a trend. And then also it's kind of uncomfortable to hold women accountable for their bodies, but at the same time, it's feeding this machine that is unattainable for most people. And does it make it better if they talk openly about it? Is that going to make people want more plastic surgery? Like I have all these complicated thoughts where I'm not sure what I want from this new trend. Like I think it's interesting and I think it's like a very welcome thing to not have this like layer of secrecy over it. But at the same time, I'm not sure what I want to come out of this. I think for me, it's just actually understanding the multiple procedures that are involved Mm. to look a certain way. You know, before it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'll get some Botox and then my skin will look good. But it's like, no, no, they're getting... the little tip of the iceberg. That's the tip of the iceberg. So quaint little Botox. (laughs) That buccal fat removal that hollows out your cheeks, which is the one procedure that I really actually would like to get. Which I know is... I know, which I know is insane. Because you've seen all these celebrities with the before and after and they look like they have these defined cheekbones and you think, that's what I want. I don't know how to do the shading stuff. What's that even called? Contouring? Yeah, me neither. We're not a beauty podcast. We are not a beauty podcast. (laughs) But that's what I want from it is just to actually have a better idea of what's actually involved and hopefully that results in less self-loathing because you understand actually how ridiculously hard it is to look like that. Yeah, exactly. I do think that there's a lot of worth in that we have certain women that we hold up as the pinnacle of beauty and we never talk about the fact that not only have they had plastic surgery, but like they've got new teeth put in, they've got fake hair attached, they've had neck lifts, they've had skin procedures, like their whole bodies, it's almost like they go into a factory and they come out looking a very certain way. And I think as much as we kind of know in the back of our heads that that takes place, I think most people aren't aware that these days you almost get like an entirely new body, face, hair, teeth, everything to be able to just be on camera just to look like a natural woman. Yeah, Like it's really messy. But I'm going to start – I wasn't super aware of what Angela White was doing in her make under, but I'm going to start watching because I feel like it has kind of changed the perception around her in a really interesting way. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill is produced by my lovely co-host and very dear friend, Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.
na na na.